0: Tonight's episode of Late Night Twitter with Rick Savage. I'm Rick Savage is brought to you by Me Undies, the most comfortable. Nope. Still no sponsor. All right, guys. We're at episode 10. That's double digits. Double D's. That's not what that means. Oh, uh, we made it. We made it to episode 10. Feels real good. Just full disclosure, a little tired tonight. I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to cast. I powered through it. It was a good it was a good day today. It was a nice hump day. I got uh I have an old vehicle, I have an old car, I have a 64 Chevelle, you could see it on the gram. It's been parked for a couple months, but uh, I got it up and running again, and then dropped it off at the shop, and had them do a couple more things, and now it's cruising, uh, cruised in my 6'4", puts you in a good mood, you know, you drink some Diet Cokes, you drop the top on the 6'4", and uh, you mash, anyways... We're halfway through the week. There's a lot going on. Let's just get into Twitter. I will say the TV show Midnight has announced that it's going off the air. 600 episodes. Congratulations to Chris Hardwick, another K-Rock alumni. I I was just too late, guys. I got to K-Rock too late. Everyone before me left and got famous. Carson Daly, Adam Carolla, Jimmy Kimmel, Chris Hardwick, Psycho Mike... But uh, but not this guy. Yeah. Anyways, congratulations to Midnight. And I'm kind of happy it's going off the air. Only because could this podcast be looked at as a ripoff of Midnight? They talk about tweets and discuss them and try to make witty quips about it. I will say that it didn't dawn on me until after I started the cast that there were some similarities to Midnight. I, I, I don't think the nerdist community is going to come after me just yet. All right, let's see what's going on here on the Twitter. Okay, we're either going to start strong or not. I don't know what this is. It's just how to lose a court case in 26 seconds, and it's clearly a screenshot from Judge Judy or one of those. Let's hear. Give me what? My wallet. I what was in to, your wallet? It was 50 bucks. Okay. I had to replace all my IDs. I had gift cards in there, my earpiece, and a calculator. There was no earpiece in mail. it. <laughs> 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 for the plaintiff for the amount of 500 That's what I think it's worth, Okay, one more time so you can hear the guy. She's listing off everything and he corrects her. That one item wasn't in her bag. <laughs> yeah, criminals aren't smart. I always had this theory that me and my friends could rob a bank. Should I publicly admit that? I promise I never have and never will. That'll hold up in a court of law. But so many criminals are so bad that I think if me and some of my smart buddies got together, we could figure it out. We went to we went to high school with a kid that robbed a bank, and he tried to get away on a BMX bike. <laughs> 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 oh, God, I hope he never hears this because he's huge. He went to jail and got huge and then came out, but... uh yeah, he, he he parked his car a few blocks away, rode up on a BMX bike, robbed the bank, rode away on his BMX bike, and they caught him 10 minutes later. My getaway plan wouldn't be a BMX bike. I don't know what it would be. I mean, I do, but I can't publicly admit it. Mm, this is going down a weird path. It's National Hot Dog Day because every day is something. Every day on Twitter, there's a hashtag, and it's something. So today was National Hot Dog Day. NPR tweeted, what toppings do you put on your hot dog? They just use the uh, hot dog emoji. Clever. I'm not a good hot dog person. I put just ketchup on my hot dog, which having family from Chicago that's kind of sacrilegious. You're supposed to put all the fucking uh, like pickles and chopped up onions and mustard on it. Yeah, I guess I eat like a 12 year old. Uh, Great interview with Baby Ariel for Paper Magazine See the full story here. Musically tweeted that. (sighs) Baby Ariel. Okay, I'm going to click on this. Oh, she is not a baby. Hold on. (laughs) Baby Ariel is no baby. This is one of those kids. This is one of those kids that has 700,000 followers on Twitter, probably more on Musical.ly, probably in the millions, and I have no idea who she is. O.J. Simpson's parole hearing is tomorrow. He's been locked up for his bad memorabilia heist. Yeah, O.J.'s been locked up for nine years uh, with a maximum of 33. He got nine years for stealing back some autographed footballs, right? And then technically there's a weird kidnapping clause in there because he held them at gunpoint. This is not... (laughs) I like that I'm halfway through defending O.J. Simpson. All I'm saying is is nine years is is fair for that crime. If you're going to keep him in after nine now you're just getting a little bit of payback for for previous crimes mr simpson may have been involved in oh let's do an update on a on an episode 9 conversation about kermit's puppeteer being fired evidently cbs news tweeted kermit actor fired for unacceptable business conduct muppet studio says well let's click this this could be dicey Jim Henson's son explains why Kermit actor was replaced. Brian Henson, chairman of the Jim Henson Company and son of the da, da 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 I really don't want to be talking about this, and I think it is very sad that this has become an issue. I'm very glad we have done this now. I think the character is better served to remove the destructive energy around it. Jesus. Henson said he had to have numerous talks with Whitmire over the years about his unprofessional conduct, which included appalling communications with colleagues. Remember when I said Kermit wouldn't grant me the interview? I don't know if you remembered. If you're coming in late, in episode nine, when we talked about Kermit, I I briefly told a story where I interviewed the Muppets and I talked to Miss Piggy and Fozzie and Gonzo. And when it got to Kermit, it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a diva. And they they said Kermit was not available to do this this interview. Maybe this goes back to Homeboy kind of being a dick. My mom tells this story about the about me and the Muppets, and uh, and I still think she's remembering wrong. I went to Indianapolis with my mom and dad. I must have been six, seven years old. And we went to some, like, museum of the Muppets or something to do with the Muppets, and they were on display. Afterwards, it's a little foggy because, you know, it was 31 years ago. <laughs> But it's, the story goes that I was in the elevator and my mom asked what I thought. And I said, you know, I liked it, but those weren't the Muppets. Those were puppets of the Muppets. And to this day, <laughs> cute thing to say, right? Cute. I was a cute fucking kid. Uh, to this day, my mom says that I was saying that the Muppets are real. And and in real life, they are real things and these were just replicas. Now I'm saying even at six, I knew that the Muppets weren't real. I didn't think that Kermit was a real thing rolling around. I knew that those were puppets. What I was saying is what we saw in Indianapolis isn't what they shot the TV show with in New York City. These were just kind of replicas so people in Indianapolis could see it when they came through as like a tourist attraction. So when I said those were the puppets of the Muppets, I didn't think that Kermit was like a real thing walking the earth. I just meant that those were replicas. I was a big Muppets fan, though. Still am. I still got a Fozzie Bear somewhere. Uh, USA Today, are landline phones dying out? Yes, of course. 46% of households had a working landline telephone in 2016. 51% had cell phones only. I would have guessed it was uh, more the other way. I wonder how they did that survey, though, because aren't a lot of surveys called on landlines? Oh, I don't know if this will translate at all. There's a movie coming out called The Disaster Artist. James Franco, directed, wrote, stars. It's based on the movie called The Room, which has become a cult classic because it was so, so bad. I'm not going to play the teaser. I'm not going to play just the audio of the teaser. But the movie is called The Disaster Artist. The It's based on the movie The Room. If you're listening to this... Your headphones are on, you're at your computer, and you don't want to do work. Just pause this and go Google The Room, like the best scenes from The Room. Incredible movie. This guy made it. I remember moving to L.A., and the billboards were everywhere. And it wasn't a real, like it was a movie, but it wasn't released. Like it's just this guy that went and shot this film on his own because he had some money that it turns out maybe he was a scam artist, and that he ripped people off to get the money. Shocker. Either way, James Franco was so obsessed with the story, he made a movie. It's coming out. It's called The Disaster Artist. It's going to be great. Oh, here's a good story that, that leans a little politics, but I don't think it will. So Ann Coulter's terrible, but she went on a rant on Twitter about how she was asked to move her seat on a Delta flight. And was just tweet after tweet and was like taking photos of the flight attendants and taking photos of the woman that got her seat, which, by the way, she was just asked to move her seat so a family could sit together. God forbid. My favorite part through all of this, Delta responded on Twitter, We're sorry you did not receive the preferred seat you paid for and will refund your $30. Additionally, your insults about our customers and employees are unacceptable and unnecessary such a professional way to tell someone to fuck right off. Dragonfly Jones, being a rap fan as a kid in the early 90s was like being in a secret society. Cassettes got secretly passed around at school like contraband. Mm, I don't know where where he went to school, so I can't I can't agree or disagree with that. It wasn't a secret society for me and my friends. I mean, rap music was huge by early 90s. This isn't like 1986. Like, Chronic came out in, what, 92? I will say the cassette passing around thing was definitely a... a, a I, I mean, I talked about this before, too. I remember trading Tupac bootlegs with a guy named John. What was his last name? I'm not going to say it either way. But, like, I would I had a live performance bootleg take of Tupac, and he had an interview from a radio station in L.A., and we traded those cassette tapes... And remember, you would sit around a radio. I remember I had a little boombox, and I would sit there. And this was in San Diego, so I'd listen to Jammin' Z90, still there. And you would sit, and you'd make these little compilation tapes, and as soon as you hear the first note, you'd hit record and hope that it was the song. And I remember doing that for Warren G., for Regulators. Oh, God, there was a couple. I think that was the first time I ever heard Master Ace Incorporated. Yeah, hold on. I mean, come um... On. This is like what, 95? That's probably 14 or something. I mean, if this didn't want to make you like cruise, oh, man. Oh, God, that was so good. Yeah, I used to, and I would do that with rock stations too. I remember I would call and make requests and then would sit by the the boom box hoping they would play the request, and then really hoping they would play back my voice on the radio, which happened a couple times. I remember I called, uh, it was Rock 102 at the time, and I requested Unwritten Law, and I thought that was cool because they were from the same town that I was from. And I asked for... I don't remember what the song title was, but whatever song I asked for, the DJ said, actually, I'm going to play this because it's a better song. And then like 15 minutes later, he played that whole conversation on the radio. And I was like, I want to be on the radio someday. That's really cool. And then I did. And then it didn't work out as planned. But it was a fun 10 years of my life. Um, What else is going on here? Vibe Magazine, the beehive is not here for this unconvincing Beyonce wax figure. Oh, don't mess with the beehive. They'll come find you. Let's look at the not-so-flawless fans latest wax creation of Beyonce. Let's see. Oh, it's a Madame Tuss- Tussauds. Is that how you say her surname? Could it be that bad? Ooh. 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 Uh, that doesn't look like Beyonce. That looks like Lindsay Lohan. This is not a good... Who... <clears throat> Looks like a white girl from the neck down. I would say not in not in shape, but in uh, hue, if you will. Very very fair skinned Beyonce. Even the face is pretty fair skinned, and she's got this is the blonde curly hair Beyonce. This was not good. Who greenlit this? Uh, Yeah, I'll throw this on my IG story, but it wouldn't be hard to just Google Beyonce wax figure. That's Lindsay Lohan. That's not Beyonce. Don't mess with the beehive. They're going to come out and they're going to leave bee emojis all over your pages and it's not going to be good. Page six has completely changed their Twitter strategy where it's all clickbait. They don't tell you any information. Is he ready to settle down? Question mark. Do we want to guess who this is about? Can't be about Clooney. He got married. Is he ready? Leo? Leo. It's got to be Leo. Okay, that's my guess. Floyd Mayweather. What the fuck? I hate myself for clicking that. Floyd Mayweather quietly dating reality TV stunner. Oh, hello there. Floyd Mayweather reportedly is giving monogamy a try. The boxer has an affinity for strip clubs, but he's quietly been dating former UK reality star Abigail Abby Clark. After meeting in Las Vegas last year. Yeah, I don't have to read this. I'm sorry, I'm wasting your time. But she seems like a well read person. History and Pics, another silly account that I follow. It's just a photo. Black and white. Looks like a jazz club. Ella Fitzgerald, Duke Ellington, Benny Goodman, Richard Rogers at Downbeat, New York, 1948. Do you think they knew how cool they were at the time? Do you think they had the presence to sit back and go, we're the coolest people in the history of the world right now? What's that dumb quote from uh, from Andy on The Office? <laughs> I love that I'm going to jump from Duke Ellington to The Office like with the quickness weird thing is, now I'm exactly where I want to be. I got my dream job at Cornell. And I'm still just thinking about my old pals. Only now they're the ones I made here. I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. You know, I loved when the office got serious. I would tear up. I would sit there. I'd be hugging a pillow... Oh, my God, do you remember when Jim first asked out Pam? She was doing the the testimonial to the camera, and he busted in and was like, hey, what are you doing tonight for dinner? And she goes, uh, nothing. And he goes, it's a date. And she looks back at the camera all watery. Dude, come on. Weed is now legal in an entire country for the first time, but it's barely worth smoking. What country, Vice News? What country has bad weed, but it's legal? Uruguay. (laughs) <laughs> dylan mcdermott tweeted what hot dogs do to your body with a link to a time magazine article and pat oswald responded make it feel happy and safe and not sad feel like i need a pinks feel like i need to go wait in line a line that's too long for the quality of hot dog that is at pinks but it's pretty good chili dog Learn some of the science behind self-driving cars and maybe build one yourself. Absolutely do not build your own self-driving car. Don't need to click it. Just, that's a good rule of thumb. It's time. Listen to full coverage of The Open live from Royal Burktail. The Open, is it on right now? I really love middle-of-the-night live golf. I have this problem. I already have a problem with sleeping. I started a podcast where I stay up late to talk about things that happen in the middle of the night. It's not healthy, but again, we'll get maybe episode 20, we'll, we'll deep dive into the psychological reasons I'm doing this. For years, when the Open is on, I will watch at 3 in the morning. You know what? Let's put my money where my mouth is, baby. Let's bring up the Open. NBC Sports Channel best showing 10.30 p.m. to 6 a.m. Live qualifying coverage of the Open. It's documented throughout the last six, seven months. Back injury really slowed his progress. Hasn't played very well. That's a par three. Yeah, I think for him, frustrated not being able to follow up his match in history with, you know, more than play you certainly haven't seen the last Danny Willard. Too yeah, okay. Well, guys, this, should I just podcast for six hours since I'm going to be up watching golf from the UK? <laughs> Was that my attempt at a British accent? I'm not going to try it again. We're just going to leave that out there. Oh, Beyonce's whitewashed wax figure due to bad lighting. Mm. No, that's not the lighting, guys. That's a semi-racist wax figure. Well, we might end on this. Spin tweeted, Police pile more charges on man impersonating Adele's manager to get free sneakers. Yep, clicking that one. Miami police pile more charges on man impersonating Adele's manager to get free sneakers. Of all the scams you could run to get free stuff, pretending to be Adele's manager to score NBA players' used sneakers or a birthday video from Katy Perry hardly ranks as the most practical, but it was the game being run by Justin Jackson and his wife, currently behind bars in Miami, two months after Jackson was arrested on charges that he impersonated Adele's manager in an attempt to score free tickets to Kendrick Lamar gig at Miami's Rolling Loud Hip Hop Festival. That's ballsy. According to the Miami Herald, Jackson used email to pose as Adele manager Jonathan Dickens in an attempt to offer Adele concert tickets in exchange for sneakers from NBA stars Carmelo, Anthony, Russell, Westbrook and others. Could you imagine if we lived in a world where Adele secretly collected NBA players used sneakers? I want to live in that world. I want a world where Adele is trading tickets to her concert for Carmelo Anthony's smelly-as-used sneakers. That's not the best scam. Again, back to the top of the cast. If criminals were a little bit smarter, success rate would probably be higher. On that note, before I incriminate myself, I'm going to wrap up. I'm happy we got through episode 10, guys and gals. Now, now we're off to the races. Now it's a real pot. If there's 10 episodes of something, that's legit. A 10 episode run of a TV show wasn't glow like 10 episodes. It basically basically the same thing, Me and Glow. The quality of content, the production that goes into it is Me and Allison Brie. Me and uh, Me and Glow. Okay, that's definitely enough. Uh you could follow me on the Twitters and Instagrams at Rick Savage, you know that. Um uh it would be cool if you rated and reviewed And you subscribed and told your friends. uh, It's kind of a bad Lauren Michael impression for some reason. Wow. This is bordering on delirious now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's end this. Okay. See you guys. Talk to you in a couple days. Bye. What is life? Life is about compromise. And realizing you can't always get what you want. Now you can always get what you want without compromise with the new Quattro Pizza from Little Caesars. With two slices each of cheese, pepperoni, sausage and pepperoni, and sausage and prosciutto, it's four tasty pizzas in one, all for just seven bucks. Take that, compromise. How's it feel to get literally everything you want in one large Quattro Pizza, hot and ready every day from four to eight at Little Caesars? Hmm? Pizza, 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 pizza. Participating locations for a limited time plus tax. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.